Welcome to the 177th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we will be talking about it. Today, we are recording on May 2nd, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show with me is the other half of the show, Carlos Rodella. How you doing, Carlos? What's up, man? I never say this in the podcast, but I have to say it now. It's always funny how you say, and I'm 50% of this here show. <laughs> it's kind of going for like a, I mean, an Ed Sullivan sort of a thing, but that's yeah. like a really old reference that like, I mean, I, that's even before my time. And so I figure <laughs> most people listening to the show probably don't have no idea what I'm doing, but I always kind of go for it anyway. Yeah, your show. Yeah, you're right. That is Ed Sullivan. Okay. Uh, yeah, kids. just a little. I don't know why. I mean, I don't really like have a fondness for Ed Sullivan or something. I just think it's funny the way that it sounds. It sounds funny. I just mean to tell you every time you do the show, I forget to tell you that uh, I like it a lot. And yeah, kids, right. Google Ed Sullivan, um, and you can watch a bunch of really amazing uh, performances that were on his show first. I was literally just about to say, kids, go Google Ed Sullivan and see what I'm talking about because that's <laughs> oh, wait, you're going to have to Google it before we leave that topic. And this is just because it's organic. Um, I just found out that archive.org, a really, really great website, uh, just released the first four hours of MTV. So when the MTV, very first four the hours, very first four. Hours. Oh, so wow. as soon as it went live for four hours, including commercials, uh, the whole experience. So I'm literally watching that, that right amazing. now. I had yeah. no idea anybody still had that. That is, that is fantastic. Yeah. Archive.org does. And... Oh my God. Oh, wait, I got to write this down because I'm going to watch that with the wife tonight. That is oh, mind blowing. I'm happy. I'm happy to give it to you and also everybody listening because especially we're talking about, uh, like the history lessons for the younger people. You want to see how, you know, MTV got started, uh, or how basically you watch music videos on YouTube. It's because of that. Uh, four hours that was on MTV. Oh my God. That is so exciting. I am unreasonably excited to hear about <laughs> nice. this. I, I literally so didn't know this even existed until just now. And now I'm like, oh my God, get oh my off God. the podcast and go, oh my God. You do, do you not want to do the podcast? You could just go do that. I'll I do mean, it by myself. Games, 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 blah, blah. Okay. Thanks for coming folks. I got to go watch this first and four we're hours done. of MTV. Okay, we're uh, one thing that you will notice though, uh, is very interesting. They keep talking about stereo like it being a big deal that the show was in stereo. Oh, yeah. And like I literally, me even, who's lived through that, don't remember that being a big deal. Uh, they're like, stereoize your TV. And I was like, really? Was oh, everything dude, just yeah. mono? And Well, oh, so history lesson again. I mean, the old, the old men are rambling tonight, folks. Buckle in, because I remember uh, on our TV set, that was our main TV set for a long time. In fact, our only TV set for a long time. People have a lot of TVs in their houses these days. Or their laptops or their phones, but back in back in my day, uh, we only had one viewing screen, and it was a small. I think it was like an RCA TV, Google RCA. If you never heard of that, uh, but it was a TV set where you had to get up and walk to it and turn a knob with your hand because mm -hmm. there was no way to change the channel otherwise. And on the right side of the screen, there was like all the channels. It was channel U, the letter U, all the way going to number thirteen. That was as many channels as you had. And then below that, there was like um, a UHF channel changer, which we never used because no one knew how it worked. And below <laughs> that was one single mono speaker. So that's all it was. It was about maybe three inches in diameter, four inches maybe. And that was all the sound you had for the whole TV. There was no stereo. There was I no surround sound, right. nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when like newer TVs came out and I guess what headphones were more, well, people don't watch TV with headphones. I guess that the TVs had like dual speakers. 
Yeah, they would have two speakers. Or the big thing um, that I remember in my neighborhood when people started getting money and thing, that thing was invented was people would get their stereo system, actually meaning like, you know, a box that was a stereo that That's you would also right. put in your your records and your uh, cassette tapes uh, and what have you. And you would put those in your stereo, but people would take a wire that you could get that would go from your TV to your, your actual stereo and then that would make stereo sound. So oh it, it didn't mean stereo in the sense of like two speakers on your TV, but it was like if you had a stereo because you were big balling back then, then you could have stereo. And you could have sound. It. And they yeah. were everybody because they, you know, this is music television. So they're like, you're listening to your music already, you know, in stereo. So now listen to your TV in stereo. Exactly. So, exactly. Wow. How crazy. And I do remember that when you're saying that. I remember relatives had stereo systems that. They, yeah, hooked up to the television. So, oh, dude. Oh, I mean, even, uh, let's, let's go back one more step. Let's go back one more step. Because oh, no. Even before that. Bef in the grandma, very beginning, we walked up a hill and there was I know, just we, with a, a stick. small lizard crawled up out of the water and, and we killed breath it. Of air. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I was saying that we had the stick and we were going to kill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, here's, here's what's even before that, right? So, like when I would go to my grandma's house, now my grandma, she lived in a cabin in the woods way out in um oh god i want to say it was like oklahoma or some shit like that uh they had no electricity no running water she had kerosene lamps for light and she had wood burning stoves for heat uh and like the getting the mail was like all they had right i think at some point she got a radio but then when she moved out to california which is uh when i was born she had a record player now there was no no cassettes nothing like that it was just records that motherfucker was probably eight feet wide, mm. like three feet deep. It was made of wood and it opened up like a goddamn steamer trunk because <laughs> inside was the mechanics of how it worked. And so you'd have to like imagine having your dinner table. Right. And like imagine lifting up your dinner table on a hinge and inside is like a couple of knobs and a big fucking record player. That's that thing crazy. took up half of her goddamn living room. And I, she had it was so big. It had like doilies on top of it and like lamps and shit because it was so large. That yeah. she used it as like a display surface. And I remember looking at that thing being like, man, this is awesome. I love listening to records on grandma's record player. And it's like bigger than 10 times bigger than me. It's crazy. <laughs> is, is that how you said it as a kid? Man, this is awesome, guys. That's exactly how I, I said I it. Love, I love listening to records. <laughs> records are awesome. Uh, yeah. Um. By the way, yeah, like the big radios back then were like essentially furniture items. Oh, my God. Oh, totally, dude. Totally a piece of furniture, furniture that you would have to make room in your house for. Absolutely. All right. Now, let's flash forward to the future. Do -do 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 -do. Do -do -do everything's in your eyeball and none of that stuff exists anymore. <laughs> let's talk about video games. Let's talk about video games. Oh, oh, oh one more thing before we do. Um, I believe, according to our agenda, we have one tiny little bit of housekeeping before we talk about video games. Uh, Carlos, do you have something this week? It's just one quick announcement that I'm very excited to make. Uh, Skater XL is now on the Switch. Skater X. Oh, we talked about that. We it's talked the about game that. that. I talk about a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's one of my favorite kind of new style of skateboarding game where it takes the ideas of skate, but makes it even more complex. And you really do like one, one analog controller controls your left foot, the right analog controls your right foot. And it really lets you organically make up moves. And yeah. I just saw that it got ported to the switch. So I'm really excited for them. Are you going to pick it up on the Switch? Yeah, I think I will. It's interesting because I own it on Steam, but I would love to have it, you know, lying in bed playing some skateboarding. And then also they added a new uh, map area. 
so yeah, I'm pretty much gonna pick it up. So just that is so knows, dangerous. So dangerous these days. A good game comes out, you play it somewhere, and then it comes to the Switch, and you're like, I kind of want to play it on the Switch. I, that happens so many times to me. I mean, does it happen to you pretty often? No, not really. Actually, yeah, I I feel like it's rare for me because I, I think if it's a big big game, I want to play it on my couch on the TV. But you know, certain experiences I want laying in bed in the morning or at night. I this one's you. one of them. Yeah, Skater XL, check it out. Check it out. All right, cool. That is the housekeeping. Let's dive into the main portion of the show. Uh, Carlos, we're going to start with you this week. Uh, just a quick update first. Um, you've been talking about Trials of Mana from Square Enix here and there uh, for a while now, uh, but uh, I believe it's out and you've played it, or what is the update you're getting giving to us right now? What is the yeah, update? It's been out for a while. I've been playing it for a while. Um, if you recall, if you're listening uh, to the show quite a bit, a few episodes ago, I just went on and on about the combat system and how much I loved it. Uh, I still love it. I'm playing it. I'm probably like a little over halfway done, maybe like 15 hours, 12 hours, 13 hours, something like that. And I think it's 25 hour game, um, which by RPG standards isn't isn't super long. No, but it's totally fine because if you take it in little chunks, it's great. Like I play it for an hour or two, uh, beat a boss or something and then just kind of put it away. So I love it. The combat system is great. It hasn't like gotten old on me, really. I love the dodge roll. I love the um, kind of satisfactory sounds that it makes when you like, you know, kill a bunch of enemies. <laughs> I love the satisfactory what? sounds. I love that. That is such a great phrase. Well, okay. sounds are satisfactory. Well, they Check. are because they're not like killing sounds. I mean, they're like, um, you know, chimes and bings and woo-ahs or whatever. You know, <laughs> maybe I'm I'm digging myself into I, a no, deeper no. Hole. I, get, I hear I get what you're saying. I mean, like sometimes the little like it's a satisfying audio you know, acknowledgement that you've done. So that makes sense. Yes, it just yes. sounded hilarious that you said it that way. <laughs> well, anyways, I like that. And then, you know, it's, a, it's, I found out just a little bit of research and it's really pretty much the exact same story as the original. So they didn't like, they improved the combat system, in my opinion, like leaps and bounds. It's like a modern day, think of uh, Dragon Quest or Ease or something. It, it's really, really fun to play, but the game and the story, it feels old school. I think I mentioned that when I first brought up to you that like, yeah, you're not going to win any awards on dialogue here. It's like old school SNES like story. It just doesn't feel like super I can get into the characters and stuff. But that being said, the thing that's very interesting about this game, which I didn't tell you about last time, is in the beginning you pick uh, your your main character and two companions. But mm-hmm. I believe there's six I want to say that sounds and, right. I think I remember that from the demo. Yeah. And so then because of that, if you don't pick the other people, you don't even hear their stories. So you won't hear like what their stories are, but they're going oh, really? on. I just assumed they would just like come up like later on in the quest or something. They well, don't show up at all. No, they do. But my point is that their stories are happening in parallel to yours. Oh. So what's really interesting is that you will pop up and see some of them. Some might make sense because you saw this guy running away and you talked to him once. But other times you'll just see a new character. Like I saw this like cap type person and he was all sad. And I was like, what's he so sad about? And like, I didn't know, but there's a lot of stuff that he just went through and I'll never know, (laughs) you know, like it's just sad cat guy. Like, like most cats, he's kind of going through some stuff. He's going through some stuff. He looks super sad anyway. So, oh, people were picking on him. That's right. And I was like, why are people picking on this cat person? And I'll never know. Like, I really won't unless I go back and replay the game. So it's an interesting replayability factor where if you do want to go through and see the different stories. Um, Let me ask you this, though, because that is that is interesting 
But what occurs to me is that if you like the combat, but the story of the characters you picked is just like whatever, whatever, it's like a 16-bit throwaway story, it doesn't seem like replaying a different character for their story would be a worthwhile investment for your time unless those characters play so differently and you love the combat so much do you think that you would actually go back and replay with yeah, a different character? i won't 100 percent because i i wanted what i wanted out of it which was the the combat the fun going through an old school game i've told i've said this before online but it's comfort food you know it's just if you're had a tough day or whatever you just want to relax into this kind of it's electronic macaroni and cheese it really is and so yeah i want that once but i don't want that again so uh i just think it's interesting and i think there are other people out there that maybe are fans from the old school game and and want to hear that story they can now in a in a better more hd version so um yeah i would say that uh there's one other big problem i have with it which is someone had noted online as well there is finally some combat uh, pacing problems where I've been basically just clearing house and, you know, throwing all my stats into strength and really, really just working hard on a melee build that just destroys not having any real problems. Even bosses just be more like managing my health potions, but not that bad. And then all, all of a sudden you get to a new area and it's just the little, the little monsters are fine, but bosses become like, Oh, I just have to die, revive, die, revive. And it's just quite, quickly changes so they fucked up like it's like it's a fuck up it's like not fun and it's not like oh i should have been better it's just like a bad like pacing problem do you think it's maybe because you have specialized your build too much or do you think it's just like a general we're we you've played all these hours we got to make things tough for you now yeah i think they i in my opinion they probably just copied it too much in the way that Mm. they you know what i mean like an old school game probably had that problem and i feel like a lot of times that's an interesting tangent. We didn't like complain about pacing problems. You know what I mean? I was just like, it's a video game. Yeah, <laughs> and games discourse didn't even exist on that level right. at that time back yeah, then. Yeah, I was like, uh, does it have bad guys that I can kill? Cool. You know? <laughs> can you jump? I can like you jump? Games. Dude, the graphics are this face. Yeah. <laughs> the graphics are this wild face. So I think that I think that's what happened. It just doesn't feel like they put any attention to how it ramped up. And they're like, ah, you know, fans of the original will understand it, but it's bad because it's like, nah. yeah. It, it, and I think I'll still be able to beat the game. It's just there's a lot of dying going on, and I was like, it's just, yeah, weird. Interesting. That game is fun though, and it's weird. There's a ghost ship at some point. It gets weird. It's a really funny, weird old school RPG, and I still, with the pacing problems, final thought, recommend it. All right. Thank you for that update. I'm sure we will check back when you finish it. I would like to hear your final, final thoughts on that. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, this was not in the script, and it didn't even occur to me until I heard you talking about your game, but I should probably give a really quick update on No Man's Sky. No Man's I just Sky! Finished it. I just finished it a couple days ago. So No Man's Sky, the ongoing saga, uh, finished that game. Uh, that game was originally intended to be an infinitely replayable exploration of the galaxy sort of a thing that you never really finished. But because people like me and many others were like, no, we actually want like to be able to roll credits and to be able to find an endpoint. Um, developer uh, Hello Games has finally added a lot of that stuff, and so I, I've done all of the stuff that has an ending, with a few exceptions. I'll tell that in a minute. But like I've uh, I did all of the quests where where someone says, hey, help me with this thing. 
and I'm going to teach you this thing and here's something you can earn and here's a thing you can unlock. And I've done, I've done all the quests where you can do a thing and then the quest is over. So anything that you could complete, I have completed. And the game has, I believe, three possible endings. You can go through and do all of them. Uh, doing one doesn't necessarily lock out the others. Uh, but the one that I got, well, they all kind of involve rebooting the universe and Can so we do spoiler warning because i feel like uh this is spoiler territory isn't i will it? not spoil anything i think it's just okay. more of a mechanical thing uh, okay. i'm not going to explain it because the story actually did get uh surprisingly cool uh it, it was like the story was like nothing 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 for about 50 hours and in the last 10 hours i was like oh this is actually kind of cool i'm glad they did this so i'm not going to spoil it but it was cool but mechanically what happens is when you trigger two of the three endings it basically reboots your universe and it wrecks your stuff and i was like okay look i i like this game but i don't need to do this whole game again and i don't want you to wreck my stuff because it took me a long time to build this stuff so one of the endings i did not choose i can do it but i will not do it because it just makes more work for me and i don't enjoy that part of it the one the ending i did choose did not reboot the universe so i just kept kept where i am stayed where i am but they said you get a little quickie ending no big deal and the third ending which i would have tried uh did not show up it was bugged i couldn't do it so I, I did the whole quest i was supposed to go to a location did everything i needed to do was ready to go do it and then the quest marker just never appeared it's it's a glitch so yeah, i could not oh on. sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead um you couldn't finish the, gl the glitch one it's just the ending th three of three my question was this is so weird because i played this so long ago there was definitely three endings in the in the original as well um, I don't know if you knew that they didn't just add the campaign endings now because oh, okay no I didn't realize that yeah yeah because I rolled credits in the original version and by you saying that just now uh, I think that's maybe why I don't have anything when I went back to the game because I'm pretty sure I reset the universe oh if you did that then yeah you reset your whole thing and all your shit's wrecked that's and might be why I didn't have anything. Interesting. That is that is probably exactly why you didn't have anything because I once I read about that because I was trying to figure out what the glitch was was and if there's a workaround and I just read all the endings I didn't care because at that point I was kind of frustrated. I'll get to that in a second. And they're like, oh yeah, all your stuff's going to get wrecked. And I was like, oh no, 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 do not. I'm not fucking doing that. Like, I yeah. took, took me fifty hours to build this shit. I'm not going to wreck all this shit. Are you crazy? I'm not going to do that. So. Um, that's probably what happened. If you chose that ending, that's exactly what happened. Interesting. Well, I do, I do agree with you though. Like near the end, because I feel like it's maybe improved now, but it's probably similar. There is definitely like a lot more um, drive for you to want to finish. Yeah, and yeah. I like that a lot. So I'm, I'm glad you got to ex at least experience that. So that yeah, that was good. Um, I do have to say though, the the most important quest to me. And the entire reason that I even started playing this game was the Living Ship quest when they got the DLC out. That was compelling to me, like the way that looked, and I went to go do that. That quest is garbage. I hate that quest. It is so boring. It is so long. It is tedious. It is not fun. Uh, so what happens is they have new mechanics in that quest. Uh, again, this is not a spoiler. It's like a mechanical thing. Most times you do a quest in No Man's Sky, just a little icon pops up. You fly to the icon. You do the thing. You come back. No big deal. In the Living Ship quest, they do not give you that location icon. They give you latitude and longitude, which you never, ever, 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 ever do in that game at all. It's the literally the only time you ever have to do latitude and longitude. Dude, I, have, game, to, I have to interrupt. You said this on the show already. But, so look, oh, here's what okay, happens. Okay. Here's what happens. That takes forever. That takes forever. You have to do that a bunch of times in a row. 
Uh-huh. After you get through that, every time you do one of those successfully, you have to wait like a full real time 24 hours. So there's like five days that it takes unless you glitch your your PS4 clock, which I didn't want to mess with because I had a feeling it would just glitch the game out even more. So I let it go. So you have to put at least five real time days into it. You just have to wait. You do that thing. And then at the very end, you have to collect a couple more pieces. They make you do the latitude longitude thing a couple more times. So you do all that. And what happened was you need to get these three pieces. And then as soon as you get the last three pieces, you go to location, get your ship, end of quest, right? So like I did all this, what did the five days, did the latitude and longitude, which sucks. It's terrible. Mm. It's way more hard than it sounds. It's just not fun. Um, and then I got to, uh, got to the last area where I'm supposed to get the three pieces, literally the last step, get the three pieces, get your ship done, get to the last area. And for some reason they implemented a bunch of multiplayer stuff in the area where you're supposed to get the last three pieces of your ship. And so you get to the planet it, every bit of the planet has been divided by other players who've been there before you and claimed part of it as their own base because there's like a save scum trick where if you don't like the ship you get, if you have a base on the planet, you can reset um, the random generation. Mm. And so all these players set up bases all over the place. So I landed. It's like a nuclear storm planet. I die within three seconds if I step outside my ship if the storm is going. So I have to like wait in my ship for part of it. I didn't have the mech suit with me because I didn't know I needed it. And I couldn't just go back because of where I was, was really far away. I couldn't get outside of my ship. I couldn't build anything on the planet because it, all the land had been divided up by players. And so you can't build something on somebody else's base. So I got there. I was fucking stuck. I couldn't do anything. I didn't have any resources and I couldn't leave right away. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm going to wait for the storm to go away. I'm going to go get the thing in the, in between when the storm is not there. I tried that. And I could not find the thing. Like I read like a bunch of FAQs. I watched videos. They're like, just go go this place, do this thing. And I'm doing it and it's not there and it's not there and it's not there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I took like the first time was like, I spent like three hours wandering the fucking planet, looking for something, getting more and more angry and getting frustrated and just getting pissed off. Couldn't do it. And I fucking, I rage quit, dude. I haven't rage quit a game since I don't even know when. I just like was furious. I couldn't find the thing, wasted my time turn off the fucking game. And I'm like, fuck you, No Man's Sky. Fuck you, Hello Games. Fuck this fucking game. <laughs> fuck everything about this. I'm so fucking pissed. And like, if I wasn't, you know, broke right now, I would have thrown my controller out the window and wrecked my PS4 because I was so angry about it. And I don't usually get angry like that. But I put in, I mean, that was the reason I started this game, dude. I, yeah, I, I did this game to get the living ship and the living ship quest, I couldn't finish it. So I, I took a day, walked around, left. I just cooled off. Just And I was in a bad mood, dude. My wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just... It's this living ship. It's living just, ship it's, quest. She's like, oh, it's killing like, me. Still, oh, that's like, a funny thing. That? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I thought you hate that game. I'm like, I don't hate that game. She's like, you look like you hate that game. I'm like, I kind of hate it right now, but I don't hate it in general, but I really hate it right now. So I waited and I did some more research. Um, it was like two o'clock in the morning. My wife's like, come to bed. I'm like, no, I can't go to bed. I'm mad. She's like, okay, just stay up, do whatever you want. So I stayed up until like three o'clock researching stuff. And I finally came across a message board on Reddit that was like, oh, I had the same problem. If you turn off multiplayer and go back, the thing that you need is there. It's a glitch. Like, it's glitched out. And I'm like, ah, hello oh, games, you motherfuckers. So I turned off the multi. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, dude. I turn off the multiplayer, reset the game, go back. And then I find the first one. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's here. Like, I can do it now. It was a glitch. All right, fine. So then I went to get the other pieces. It took me, like, I mean, it took me, like, two hours total. So, like, I ended up going to bed at, like, 530 in the morning because I was like, oh my God. I'm doing it right now. I, I know, right? Like, I'm doing it. I got to get it. I'm going to do it right now. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I'm make some coffee. I'm going to do some fucking speed. I'm going to stay up all night long. It doesn't matter. I'm going to finish the fucking quest. Oh, so I did geez. the thing, got the pieces, got my ship, jumped in that motherfucker, and I'm like, yes, I got my fucking ship. This is amazing. 
flew around for like 20 minutes and I like went to bed because it was like almost six o'clock in the morning. And that's um, it. You like just probably drew, drove around it like a, a few minutes and they were like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> well, that's the funny. Thing. That's the funny thing, dude. I collapsed, right? Because I'm dead tired. Wasted the next morning, like so tired. And uh, I'm like, oh my God, honey, check it out. I got my ship. Check it out. She's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, no, I, you don't understand. I, <laughs> no, what I did to get here. No, right? And uh, anyway, so I fired up the ship the next morning. I flew around for like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, I flew around for like 15 minutes, just watching myself fly the ship. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done with this game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But <laughs> talking about risk reward or like the return on investment is just oh my God. terrible. Oh, my God. I was going to say earlier, like the living ship almost killed you, which is ironic. Dude, I mean, seriously, like seriously. Like, so... I got that. I felt done. And to be okay. So like, just to really just recap it briefly, I really ended up liking the first 50 hours of game. Like now that it's in its current state, like it's like whatever version it's in all the patches, all the upgrades, all the extra content. I think it's a fun game. If you want to chill RPG exploration, I think it's really cool. I really enjoyed my 50 hours with it. I wanted to like fucking die. I wanted to pour acid on my PS4 and scream and jump out the window and just rage (laughs) doing that living ship quest. And then once I got done, and I got my ship. I'm like, okay, now I like the game again. So yeah. that was a very hot and cold experience, but I'm done with it. No Man's Sky is finished. If they put out any more content, I'd be happy to jump in for a few minutes, but I'm not going to like start over from the beginning. I'm not going to reboot my progress. So I it's, call it good. I think I'm done with this. It's interesting you say, <laughs> after all that, pour, I want to pour acid on my PS4. I stay up at five in the morning. Fuck this thing. Fuck this game. And then you're like, if some no- new content comes out for it, I mean, I'll check it out. But uh, I mean, that's the crazy thing, because like when I wasn't being so mad that I was couldn't see straight, it was actually a fun game. It was uh, just the bugs, man. If that quest hadn't been glitched, I would have just done it. And then I would have got my ship and I would have been real happy. It went in on a high note, you know, but like it was so buggy, dude. I think oh, I can nuts. I think I can summarize as well on my end, um, which is kind of a bookend because I played it originally when it came out for about 150 hours. Um, and I had the same experience. Now, imagine it didn't have any of the fancy, like, what do they call it? Luxuries or like lifestyle, quality of life stuff, quality of lifestyle stuff, um, quality of life. And it was even more difficult, but I still did that same thing, man. When you were telling me that story, I felt what I felt back then, which was, ah, but fuck this game. And then I was like, but this is really cool. (laughs) And what I think it is, is the allure of what it's promising We'll be in another game some point, right? Like, I think Cyberpunk's going to touch it, even though it's like a first-person shooter type game. I think um, as as we get new open-world games, they'll kind of scratch that itch. And I think that No Man's Sky was one of the first ones to scratch this kind of super epic, well, it was only one player for a while, um, space exploration thing, you know what I mean? And so yeah. we, we, it, we allow it to fuck us. At, because we could like get some really cool shit out of it so i and feel like i had that so, same feeling I, I i mean totally you're totally right last thing to say and we'll move on here i mean i think you're exactly right and i think that's what made me so mad was because it promises something that is so cool and it almost delivers something yeah. that is so cool and then it just like fucks you right at the end and it's like you get so close to having this epic amazing experience and then it just like goes to shit yep. and it's just so disappointing when it happens especially in the moments when I thought there was no way around that bug and I thought I was just fucked forever. And it's, I mean, it's incredibly ironic to like start a game for a specific quest and then to find out after 50 hours, the one quest you want to do is the one that's bugged. Yeah. I mean, how ironic is that? So, but I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's ragey inducing at times, but at the same time, epic and cool. And I I generally would recommend it. I really would. I wouldn't recommend people do the living ship quest because that ship, that ship quest is just terrible. 
Um, I got through it, but I would never want to do it again. I wouldn't tell anybody to do it. But other than that, if you just play the game itself, I ended up really liking it. So yeah. there you go. All right, All right, we're not going to talk about No Man's Sky for no a Man's while. No Man's Sky, yeah. No Man's Sky. We're done, we're done. Carlos, let's bounce it back to you, sir. You have on the agenda Secret Game, which I have no idea what it is. Uh, what is the secret game, and who develops it? Wait, why is it a secret game? I thought it was like in the category that we used to do, which is Carlos's indie, cheap, or free oh, game, usually on PC. you know what? That's actually true. You are correct, and here's what happened. I rewrote the script a while ago because I think when we had Corey on as a guest, uh, guest star... I made some notes and I forgot to save my old version. So I accidentally deleted that thing from the script and I just forgot it existed. I'm going to rewrite that in now. So for okay. now it's secret game next week, it'll be the classic. We'll return to the classic. I'll dig we'll it return up. To the classic. And also just to, to, to um, not put it all on you. I didn't have one of those time of games for a few weeks. So this is just kind of a perfect time to restart it. So secret game is <laughs> um, it's called fairy nights. Uh, it's on is it with an N or a K. With a K. Okay. And F-A-I-R-Y. Um, I'm not in love with the name, but I really, really like this game. And recently, I started playing it instead of Trials of Mana. So it, it comes from WID Studio. Uh, I think it's a new studio. I think I believe they're out of Korea. How do you and spell that? I got to write it for the notes. W-I-D. W-I-D. Okay. And... You know the tri- the the uh, the text in this RPG is you know sometimes suspect. I think that's a little bit reason like some things are lost in translation. Okay, gotcha. But it's not enough to like be like, oh my goodness, you know, all your base belong to us. It's not that bad. It's just every once in a while that you could see a couple little things that um, seem lost in translation. Sure. It, it is a game that is an RPG puzzler, which I am a crazy for because one of my favorite games of all time which I do say a lot on the show, was Puzzle Quest. You played Puzzle, oh, Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. One and two, but they made a third one, and that one was shite, I think. Oh, that was terrible. The space-based space one? Space one, oh, yeah, terrible. Awful, awful. One and two, to this day, hold up perfect, right? So I was so excited because I saw I found it on my Switch, actually, but it is also on Steam. So it totally fits the category. It's cheap. It's on Steam, but it's also on Switch. It's perfect on Switch. It's $7.99, so I would say that's cheap. That's a good price. That's a good price. Yes. And the uh, essentially the idea is you play as a little character. Uh, the art style is like scribble knots, like almost identical. So if you, I, know, I know you won't like it. Yeah. Ooh, that's no good. That's I know. No good. So this game isn't probably for Brad, although I would say the mechanics are really so fun that you, I mean you said RPG puzzler I was in and then you said scribble knots visuals and I was out I mean uh, scribble knots esque visuals um, and how the game works is essentially you are it's a side scroller type 2D and you go through the game you find monsters and when you find monsters it goes into the puzzle screen now the puzzle isn't match three it's more like uh, that pipe game what's that pipe game we have to like line up things in a pipes or line up pipes or something like the mini game from bioshock maybe uh, anyways the whole idea is you have to line up you have to create this line across the like like just say a square so uh-huh. the square has um on the left side is different rows and each row is kind of like a starting point and on the right side there's you know the, the connector connector point and so you're trying to make these little squares that have all different like um you know a cross or just a regular line or like a, a 
kitty quarter line. You're trying to put them all together so they. God, I know exactly what you're talking line. about. What the fuck is that game? I called? know. There, I bet you. I bet there was a better way to explain what I'm just saying. Ah, uh, okay. You you keep talking. I'm gonna try to see if I can find the name of that because I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. So, anyways, when you do that, you essentially connect the line. Those are energy lines, and they give you energy to do turn-based combat, which is really interesting. So you're doing that to get energy. Then it codes back to the combat screen. And then you pick your like normal turn-based combat in RPG, but you're using those that energy you got from the puzzler. And in the puzzle thing, you can also get like magic and like you know, those little stones or something, and you can match them up with your line. And what's great is also like Tetris. So if you like do a line on the bottom, and it, it has all the the tiles fall, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when they fall, they can also connect and make new lines. So it is insanely addictive like i i just talking about it makes me want to play it because it's so that mechanic is done so well that when you get back to the kind of cutesy rpg it's fine but you're almost like wanting to get back to that screen again to do more puzzly stuff is so, it like pipe dreams is that yes yeah, like? yeah i think that's what it's like pipe dreams okay. yeah there we um, go. mystery solved so thank you for doing that so essentially you're you're a little character called the compiler Really interesting name. That is your name. You're the compiler. What? You're a compi- You're a compiler. It's a, like a, a class of of person who uses mana stones. I don't. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, it, it was a weird name. I thought. And again, maybe lost in translation. I can't tell. But um, maybe it's called something else in Korean, and it makes more sense. But you, it's really interesting because your main character is like a scaredy cat. Like I guess he's really super scared of battle, and he like ran away in the very beginning of the game. And didn't want to fight. And then you kind of come back home to the hometown. And they're like, fuck you, dude. Like, what the fuck are you running away for? And he's like crying and be like, I'm sorry. I can be better. I can compile more data. I can compile better. Uh, and then you go out on a journey. And you have a cat. And it's, it's a cool little cat. And he's called Digi. And the cat also fights with you. Is the cat and... going through some stuff? Oh, this cat's fine. He's fine. He's not <laughs> This sad. cat's more well-adjusted than the one in Trials of Okay, yeah, okay yeah. good, good. Um, and it's so fun because yeah, there's just regular turn-based RPG stuff. Like you level up the cat, you get weapons, um, you know, you get potions, all the kind of stuff you would have in RPG. It's the map, the over map or over world map is essentially that thing where there's just like little points on a line, right? Yeah. So you're just going from point to point, but in the meantime, you're saving, going to shops. Uh, I, it's not like anything to write home about when it comes to like, um the actual story or like um the rpg elements because they're really straightforward but it doesn't matter it holds its own in this puzzle thing and the way that they do it too where you gain like energy and then you can actually attack more if you get more energy so instead of just like one attack you could essentially have like five attacks because you like got like you killed it in the puzzler i mean that's just like real life dude i'm feeling energetic i attack all day long oh dude if you got the energy you're on attack mode. All night long. Till All night done. long. until 5.30 to get that living shit bullshit. That is exactly right. I had a lot of energy that day. Um, so this is that's it. I mean, it's just straightforward. I, I feel bad. I don't think you'll like the art style. I do because I do like Scribblenauts. Um, but yeah, besides that, there's nothing. I haven't really found a downfall with it. it I only want to play it like all the time. 
Well, that is Fairy Nights from Wid Studio. You sold me on it until the graphics, but everything oh, else you I said about you it sounds still... good. Also, you it's seven ninety nine. Come on. You know, I got I got to get into the graphics, dude. If I don't like the graphics, it's out. But I'll ch I'll check it out. I'll check it out. We'll see. It sounds good. Look so, at the we'll screenshots. See. And I, again, d nobody sleep on this game, uh, especially if you liked you know simple kind of cartoony graphics. Uh, it just it doesn't even matter. It's just so it's so fun to do that puzzler. It's All addictive. Right. All right. Updated Pipe Dreams and Fairy Nights from Wit Studio. Sounds good. All right, I am going to talk about Wartile, W-A-R-T-I-L-E. Uh, this comes from developers Playwood Project. Uh, never heard of them before. I think this is probably their first uh, first thing. Uh, playing it on PS4. This is a top-down... Uh, I'm not even sure what to even call it. It's kind of like a real-time strategy game, but the whole shtick of this game is that it looks like a tabletop game uh the the each land that you go to looks just like a 3d board made out of like hexes um you know similar to something that you would play in real life on a table something like um you know warhammer or mm -hmm. uh any of those you know any of those like tabletop games where you have like a billion miniatures right so it looks like that the world is made up of hexes and some hexes are stacked up on top of like a hill is made of a bunch of hexes stacked on top of each other um, it, it looks like the areas that you are in could actually be made in real life with tabletop miniatures. Your characters look like miniatures uh, that have a little, you know, like you see a little action figure. He's got a little circle on his feet to make him stand up when he's on a board or something like that. Yep. He, the, your characters look just like action figures. Um, so that's very cool. I like this idea. I like this approach. It's set in kind of a Norse mythology sort of thing. Kind of a bummer for me because I'm not really down with that whole motif not a big thing i'm in oh love with, i am have you seen the assassin's creed trailer i'm like all yeah i was like snore i mean i'm oh. not i mean let's not get into a tangent on that but okay. i mean i'm just personally nothing no disrespect to anybody who is of that descent or those countries or anything i mean just me personally i have never very been very been into um norse mythology so just whatever taste thing doesn't matter um but that but that aside i i am into tabletop stuff and this game looked right up my alley so um I was sent a code from PR to talk about it on this podcast. So full disclosure there. Um, I really, really, really had a very strong allergic reaction to this game. Like immediately. Um, it looks amazing in screenshots. Go check out screenshots. I've you're going to look at this game. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, wow, this game looks really cool. That's exactly what I say. Each time I said, I'm like, wow, how they do that? It looks just like a tabletop. It's really It awesome. looks great. And that was really what got me into it. But man, playing it is just a mess. Um, they don't explain the mechanics of the game very well so you have a table so you have the map but the thing that's really the most mind-blowing to me about this game and the thing that i just cannot wrap my head around is this is not a turn-based game and any tabletop game on earth it is turn-based what and yeah it's not turn-based it is not a turn-based game it is a real-time game so you have characters that are like little action figures that you are moving across a board made of hexes but you are doing it in real time and enemies are coming at you in real time and you're like clicking guys you know trying to get them to places in a hurry there's a time factor i mean it's not like it doesn't move at lightning speed but like a lot of stuff can happen if there's a bunch of characters on the screen and it's just really confusing and i just i cannot for the life of me figure out why they decided to not make it a turn-based game literally everything about this game screams i am a turn-based game and i just don't understand why they didn't make what? it turn-based. you can i believe you can either slow it down or pause it but it still retains real-time elements. It's the most bizarre decision I could ever imagine. I just really, it really astounds me that they went with real-time. How um, weird. 
it's very weird it's very weird so that part was already number one kind of a one strike the tutorials are terrible like they are introducing that real-time element they're also introducing um card based special attacks and so you have little cards equipped to your guys but um visibility ui in this game is garbage the text is really 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 small and when i look at the cards that my characters have i can't read them i cannot tell you what those cards say because they are too small to be read uh general text is too small i uh, just could not read it and it just just was really tough i went to a menu to see if i could change um the subtitles i couldn't tell on the menu which option i was selecting because it was all white letters and the way that you tell which letter is highlighted is it's there's it's just like one degree whiter so like it's impossible to see what? which thing you're selecting it doesn't make any sense this whole it's review i'm just gonna hear why am because i don't understand what's happening i don't understand either like there's so many of these things that don't make sense and so like in the very first quest they're like uh yeah you're in your village and you got to get a goat and sacrifice the goat and then your dad's dead so you got to burn your dad go burn your dad and get the goat and then get in a boat and i'm like okay that rhymed and i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing so they give you hints that are like actual physical things in the world and i didn't understand for the longest time that that was a hint i thought it was a thing that i was supposed to interact with and so that was really confusing and then I tried to pick up my dad, but I couldn't figure out how to pick him up. And then I, then I finally picked him up, but I'm like, well, how do I burn him? I couldn't figure out how to burn him. And just like like in the very first quest, like it's just, it is failing to communicate to me as a player, like how this game works and what it wants me to do. Like we're just having a very, very fundamental miscommunication happening. And I just did not understand that. So I powered through it, failed half the quest because I couldn't figure out how to burn my dad, despite the fact that was literally the only thing I was supposed to do in the quest. I move on with the goat in the boat, get to the next next part of the quest. There's a bunch of guys on an island, and I'm like, okay, I don't quite understand how this is working. I get through the quest, um, again, failing half of it, because uh, part of it is like, do the side quest, grab, find a golden frog. Okay, I found one. Oh, wait, but you're supposed to take it to a secret room. Well, how was I supposed to know that? Where's the secret room? You know, like, Jeez. I'm not going to, you know, like, I'm just like, fuck, I'm getting frustrated, and this is the very beginning of the game. I just, I'm trying my best here, and I just feel like they're not meeting me halfway, right? And so I finish quest number one, fail half of that. Finish quest number two, fail half of that go back to the world map and it's like i want to start quest number three quest number three is locked i don't know why and so it's like oh do you want to start a new quest i'm like no i want to finish the fucking quest that i was doing and they're like no you can't select that it's locked so then i go to the yeah i can't finish it and so i go to the next completely different quest line and they're like yeah you're on an island killing these uh poisonous zombies go kill them and i'm like but why am i here what is going on why didn't i finish the last quest i don't understand and then, like, uh, just this, I mean, that's uh, really just the basic of the thing. I, I don't understand. I can't see it. I, I am miscommunicating with you, game. You're not meeting me halfway. I don't. It's like, I want to like this game, dude. It looks so cool. It seems like it would be my jam. But it was just one thing after another, after another, after another, of where I'm like, I didn't understand it, or I couldn't see it, or it didn't make any sense, and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. And it just, this game seems cool, but they really need a producer to come in and just be like, okay make the font bigger make the font yellow okay change this icon over here okay this quest is bad have the player learn one new skill at a time like they need to just like go back over this game and just redo it because i feel like they're this could be cool but i just don't want to have that level of frustration i don't want to work that hard to get into a brand new game that i'm not even sure that i like in the beginning so i noped out of it pretty quick i just got really really frustrated and it just is very rough and seems like a very very rookie project where these guys are making a lot of mistakes that more experienced developers would have the knowledge to like maybe not 
commit those same mistakes. And I just, I feel like, man, they just, they needed to have more user testing or something. It was just a very frustrating mess. So, you, you know, it's interesting though, is that the, the first thing I recognized, cause I remember seeing this kind of show pop up somewhere and I said the same thing where I was like, wow, the visuals are amazing. They are and how you are such a big deal. Yeah. You put a big emphasis on the art. Uh, this is the exact opposite, I would say, potentially of um, Fairy Night because, <laughs> right? Like, and that's maybe a reason why you should try it because the mechanics really will keep you in a game, I think. And this one seems like it's all over the place. Yeah, it looks really great. So sometimes looks aren't everything is all I'm oh, saying. Oh, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. Like good <laughs> graphics cannot carry a bad game, whereas great gameplay can carry bad graphics. Yes. So you're totally right in that respect. And by the um, way, it gave it gave us a, a podcast title because I just came up with this while you were talking about it. Uh, write this down because this is our podcast title. All right, I'm writing down. Real time goat boat. Real time goat boat. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> you said goat boat enough or go in a boat, and then it was a real time game, and, and I was like baffled by that. So it's a real time goat boat is our episode. All right. Best thing to come out of War Tile is our is episode title. Episode title. Yeah. So there we go. So that's that's War Tile. On PS4 from Playwood Project, um, to me, kind of a disaster that looked really beautiful. Very disappointing. Carlos, over to you, sir. Uh, we're going to be talking about Telling Lies, which comes from Sam Barlow of Her Story fame. That was a very celebrated um, award-winning game uh, a couple years back. And it also comes from Furious B Limited, which I guess is maybe Sam Barlow's development company. I have not played this, but you have played this. Uh, tell us all about telling lies, but tell yes, us the truth. Yes, in quotes. Yes, I've played this. Um, this, is gonna, quotes this is gonna, already. Quotes already, and this is gonna be a very short review. Oh man! Oh shit! I wasn't this ready is gonna. For this. this is gonna pile on or war tile oh, on to where you were just coming from. <laughs> it's war tile. Oh, is that? I, love I just that. use That's it as good. an adjective. Wait, That's so good. Verb. Yeah, just war tiled on. Um, so also it came from Annapurna, I guess it's the publishing or publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Annapurna's done so many great, they're published they're so many great. great I love things. Annapurna. Yeah. Yeah. They're wonderful. So when that came up, I was excited. And, and I remember when, before I started this game, uh, which was when I did not get a code I paid hard cash for. And uh, I will say that, you know, we do this podcast, we get codes, but we also buy a fuck ton of games. Oh, and totally. lots of times we buy games like this one, uh, or maybe war tile or something, but you got a code for that. Let's say this one. And then you just feel like you've, probably wasted your money for a spoiler but i remember about to start it and you go oh hell no man i'm not playing that and you go i go why and you go because it's from the guy who made or the people who made her story and i go oh i thought i enjoyed her story because you know it was inventive and it won awards and i, I kind of liked it but i remember you going like you didn't want to play it so flash forward to me starting this <laughs> i bring that up because it's going to come back and I remember liking the idea, uh, at least the concept of it, and also the actress, which I didn't do any research, the girl who's in Halt and Catch Fire is in this. Uh, okay. She's an incredible actress, and everybody who has never seen that show, go watch Halt and Catch Fire. Um, so she was in it, and a couple other people, one girl from Westworld. And so I was kind of like on board with some of the cast. And the game starts where essentially a woman runs into some apartment complex and you can tell she's trying to like look at somebody's computer and figure something out. And the whole game, I think, is you trying to, to do something like her story did, which is like putting together a story, piecing together a story, what happened, and coming to some, coming to some sort of conclusion. That's and what I assume this is all FMV again, right? This FMV, is FMV, yeah, yeah. But with graphics that essentially are like interface graphics. So this one, which again, very fucking cool. 
is woman walks in all of full motion video opens up the computer as soon as she looks at the computer now your screen is the wait, wait i thought you were already talking about this game were you talking about her story the first time no wait okay you totally lost me for a second i so, just okay, had like sorry. a total no no okay so wait we're talking about telling lies, telling lies. And in telling lies the game starts with a woman in fmv who's running into an apartment and it interfacing somebody's computer yes that's, that's this all, game right that's this game yes okay sorry for some reason something you said made me think you were talking about i, I was mentioning that in her story there was a similar mechanic where you're trying okay, to okay. deduce like what happened okay i think and i just you, misunderstood you. yeah yeah and in that just so, so everybody knows you like watch videos and in those videos you're trying to piece together the story her story that's her story that's yes. her story and this one you're again um it starts off with a character runs into somewhere opens a computer, is trying to do something. You can tell that she's kind of in a hurry or something. And as soon as you, your TV screen now becomes the screen of the computer that she's looking at it, okay? Okay. But gotcha. it's got her reflection in it, which is really cool. So it's like you're like in the screen almost in a way where okay. like you're seeing her reflection of her like kind of wincing and like looking at the screen. And so you're seeing her reactions to the stuff yeah, that yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Which is gotcha, really gotcha. interesting. And then on top of that, cause I wear in headphones, all the ambient noises that she hears in the apartment, uh, you can hear very well. Like you hear a dog in the background, a police siren at some point neighbors were like fighting or talking. And I thought it was my neighbors. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome experience. Like I was super into the, the environment they set up. And it looks just like a computer screen and you're like double clicking hard drives. But then as I try to do everything, like, you know, I try to open up folders and look at pictures and all these different things. The only thing you really could do to like, I think it felt like to advance was to go through videos again. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I didn't like. AKA About Brad her. probably didn't like, <laughs> which is her story was just the videos and you couldn't do any other even mechanic really. And so I was like, wait, I don't want to go through it. This the game just started. And I was like, I don't want to search. It was like a search bar. Search right. for, for search for a word. You don't know what words to so search. Go ahead. We'll give you one. Now search for other words. And I was like, no. And then as soon as you search for a word, if you remember in her story, it's the same mechanic where you bring up a video, but that video could be any place on the timeline of yes. the story. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, that person has a different like outfit on. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> like I was like, no, what have I done? And then what I thought I would do is because, you know, she seemed like she was in a hurry, this character, uh, looking at the screen. I went to the desktop and I hit shut down, like shut down the computer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that'd be great if they like, you know, you can come back and research later and you could tell me more of the story because there's obviously five hours of story in this game. Wow. So, I hit shut down and it goes, would you like to quit the game? And I was like, no, that's, that's not what I wanted to do. So that, that's all it is. I mean, that's the game all is, it is. Yeah. See, that's see when you proposed that we both talk about this game uh... um, before, in the planning phase of this episode, I was like, no, 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 man. Because I like the idea of her story. Like when people were telling me about her story, I'm like, oh, that sounds dope. Like the way that, you know, like stuff people were telling me, that sounds great. When I played her story, I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, it's so tedious. Oh. And nothing about this is fun. I know maybe I know a lot of people really liked it. Uh, I could not stand it for more than like half an hour. I was so bored. And so I heard on the street because, you know, 
that's where the kids talk about games mm -hmm. uh that this was basically just like an upgraded version of her story but like i mean apparently sam barlow the creator had some ideas that he wasn't able to implement or he had some kind of you know some kind of thing that he wanted to do that he didn't do with her story so he was going to up his game and do that here with telling lies and i'm like mm. I yeah, mean, but... you know, all all respect due. I mean, a lot of people like it, but man, not my jam at all. No, no, no. I think I, maybe I should have um, either a done research or talked to you more about what we heard <laughs> on the street. On the street, because I didn't listen to the street. I just listened to like, hey, this seems like an interesting new FMV. And I think some of the people who worked on Butcher, I want to say, or some other, what was it, the bunker? I think they like helped with this too. Okay. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like a whole different interface and yet it still has those video thing in it you know because like again if this game would have let me shut down that fucking computer because it just started the game just started instead of going right to the videos i would probably still be playing it at least getting through and going like oh yeah i know what the mechanic is you look for things in the videos but to have it be the only thing and the first thing is a big mistake in my opinion so you were thinking this would be like like more of other like were you thinking it was going to be more areas to search well, or like yeah, more motherfucker, this or... game starts with a woman like <laughs> running in and all like you know doing something and she's got a mission and then she sits down and it's almost like a fucking like trolling me you know what i mean because it's like showing this like interesting beginning and here she is and, she, and you can see her reflection right right so if you can right, see right. her reflection you think i'm gonna watch that reflection on loop for three hours or two hours or whatever looking through videos i think the answer is yes i uh, think they do want you to do and, that. and here's the thing maybe later it does switch up to whatever my vision is where like she finds out enough and then it cuts to a new scene i feel like that they might do that later but i don't want to spend the time on it so i am nah bra i'm out <laughs> Like All out, right. I spent twenty bucks. Out. It's gone. He's Just out. threw it. I threw it out the window. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, man. I am so sorry that. Uh... Yeah. This was so not your jam. Yeah, 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 I just I had a feeling, dude. You know, I mean, we've been really high on FMV games on this podcast lately. I know. So it's not... I think that was I was riding yeah. that high. Yeah, we're not again. We love FMV games. There's been a lot of really good ones been put out by Wales Interactive. They've been on a kind of a hot streak, uh, and we we dig them. But like this, when I looked at this, I'm like, mm, nah, this is about doing that search thing again that I didn't care for the first time. So I avoided it. I'm sorry you fell into that trap though, man. Dude, all I've learned a lesson. I got to listen to the streets, the street. Is Dude. Where it's oh, at. it's a street, not the streets. It's just kids on the street. street. You so is there a, a specific street and they're just kids on it? Are they ruffians? Are they like tough kids? And they know I think everything? they're streamers or they just get free codes. Oh. They know about games. They got all the info. So, so they're on streamer street, streamer street. Yeah, that's right. Yo, 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 what's up, bro? I'm on Streamer Street. I know all the <laughs> interesting FMV knowledge. <laughs> That's incredibly bad and also incredibly funny. I, I shouldn't laugh at that, but I'm laughing at what, that. What about stream? They're real. I think that's a real place. It's like Sesame it might be, Street. It might be a real place. All right. We're moving on, folks. We're moving on. I have uh, We have two more games to go. Kind of a jam-packed episode this time around. Um, I'm going to talk real briefly about Deliver Us the Moon, which comes from Kyo Ken Interactive. Uh, and again, just like uh, War Tile, full disclosure, I was given a code to talk about this game on this podcast, which is what I'm doing now. So heads up on that. Um, Deliver Us the Moon has a funny history at Game Critics. I think we reviewed it, I think, or at least we've covered it at least two or three times, which is a real high number of times for Game Critics. We usually do like a game, game once and then move on and forget about it and just keep going because there's so many new games. We can't afford to keep going back to old games. But like they put out like a demo and I think we covered the demo and then they put out like an early look and it was like 
half the game, but we didn't realize it was half the game. And so we covered it without realizing it was only half the game. And then they wanted us to cover it a third time. And I'm like, look, you guys, I love you very much, but I cannot, I cannot cover this game three times. We're moving on, but I will talk about it on the podcast. So here we go. Deliver Us the Moon is finally complete. It is a complete experience. It is available, I think, on every single platform. What it is, is a mostly third-person game uh, which talks about a future in which the Earth is ravaged by poverty and disease and lack of resources and energy issues. And so people go to the moon. They find some kind of new chemical or something on the moon that provides like limitless free energy so we establish a base on the moon in order to send that energy back to the earth and it like saves the earth and people are happy that continues on for a number of years and then for some reason the moon base goes dark we lose the energy earth is thrown back into a dark age and things are just real fucked up real bad so you are part of a small secret team of people who are not government sanctioned who are kind of like on their own trying to get somebody back to the moon to find out why the base went dark. Now, I will say, um, I like this idea in general, but the idea that we could get limitless free energy from the moon, all of a sudden we lose it, and people on the Earth are like, oh, well, that sucked. And then we're going to move on and not... Like, like every country on Earth would be like, oh, shit, we're going to mount a, 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 a initiative to get back to the moon. Like, you know, Russia would launch a probe and... China would get up there and the United States would get up there and France would get up there. The idea that not everybody on earth would immediately go back to the moon to find out what's up is kind of weird and it mm. doesn't make a lot of sense, but you got to just kind of roll with it. Wait, um, wait, what type of game is this though? It is a third person game. I'm about, so I haven't gotten to that yet. It's okay, a third person okay. game. Um, so what happens is you are the astronaut that they choose to send and it's going to be just you, which again, doesn't make a lot of sense. They kind of make it seem like, you know, we have limited resources. We're a secret team with no funding. We can only afford to send one dude up in a rocket. I mean, okay, but like real talk though, you would send like a team of dudes or, you know, team of people. Could yeah. be dudes, could be ladies, could be anybody of indeterminate gender. It would be a team. It wouldn't be just one dude uh, or whatever. At least know one cat, at least one cat. At least one cat who is going through some stuff. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you're one person going up to the moon by yourself when the entire world is energy and the world is not responding to that, is crazy i mean i can understand the united states not responding because look where we are now but like other countries would respond so anyway you have to kind of get past that mental barrier of this doesn't make sense if you can just let that go what happens is you it's so so the game is basically a series of puzzles which are very i don't want to say simple but they are kind of simple but they're very like do a task that is satisfying when you do it and it doesn't take too much effort but it makes just the right amount of effort so that you feel like you did something, but you weren't racking your brain on it, but it still felt good when you did it. So like, for example, um, in the very beginning of the game, you got to get the rocket ready. There's a storm coming. And if you don't launch, you're going to miss your launch window and the whole mission is scrubbed. So you have to like run around the base and have to grab like this, you know, whatever, this little piece of machinery and plug it into this other machine. And you got to find this other thing and put this thing going. And then you got to get yourself up the elevator to the hatch on the rocket and doing all those things is like a series of little, like small little micro puzzles, right? Like find this item, put this item in a hole, click the button, find the find the other button. Like it's very simple when you look at it, like in a from a ten thousand foot view. But when you're actually doing it, like it's it's just enough to make you feel like you're working, but not enough to make you feel like you're working hard. And that's a very good sweet spot. I like that sweet spot, especially these days when I don't want to be too stressed out because the world is stressful enough, and I want to be kept busy, but I don't want to have to be looking up FAQs and walkthroughs. So I feel like it hits a very good sweet spot in terms of puzzles. So like you do a bunch of puzzles, 
you launch yourself up into space, you get to the moon, and when you get to the moon, you get to the moon base, and it's just like disaster after disaster after disaster. There's a problem with the shuttle, and you crash, and you got to fix that. There's a series of puzzles that go with that, like find the oxygen, restore oxygen to the base, and then get this thing, you know, get the magnets turned back on, and whatever, whatever. So you get that done, and then you you get to where you're going, and then it's like, oh, God, the base is messed up, and you got to, like, fix this thing and get the train running again, and, you know. So there's it's just like it's just like a series of, like, Every single thing that could possibly go wrong with this mission is going wrong on this mission. And you're the one person who can solve it because you're the only person that's there. So you're just going through environments, fixing things in a very good, like, not too easy, not too hard. Pace is real good. So, like, you just keep pushing forward. You might get stuck a few times here and there, but it's usually just about, oh, I didn't see this item in this one room. When I went back the second time, I saw it and I got it and I'm fine. Or, you know, like, there's very few times when I feel like it's been frustrating. So I think it hits a real good sweet spot. I think uh, the environment of being like in space and on the moon and being an astronaut is all really cool. You get a little robot buddy at some point. This is not really a spoiler. It's like it's a puzzle mechanic. They don't talk very much, uh, but it's more about you can use this drone to do tasks. So like you'll maybe be in a room and the door is locked, but there's an air vent or something. You're too big to get into it, but the robot can fly and he's very small. So he can like go inside the air vent and you switch to the control of the robot and it goes like first person through its camera as if you're like controlling it, right? So like you go through the air vent, go through a couple tubes, come out the other side, unlock the door for your yourself, and then revert control back to your body, and then you're back in your body again. It's third person again. Wait, does the um, robot talk? Is it like a open the pod? I can't open the pod. No, it's more just like a tool, basically. Oh, uh, okay. But it's kind of neat to just have it kind of go around with you anyway. So um, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I don't want to say any more about the game, and I'm not done with it yet. I'm a, uh, I'm a good distance. I feel like I'm almost done, but I'm not quite done. But so far, I like it. I feel like it's a very good, very, like I keep, I, I keep wanting to say it's simple, and I really don't mean that as an insult. I don't want this to sound like it's a, like it's a criticism. It's not a criticism because sometimes simple things are good things. Not everything has to be complicated. But in this particular game, I feel like the pace is good, the difficulty is good, the amount of stuff they have you, you do is good. That's balanced out by a lot of cutscenes where crazy stuff happens and disasters happen and things are on fire and you're losing oxygen, and so it kind of goes back and forth. Like it hits a really good sweet spot, and it's exactly the kind of like B tier game that you play over a weekend and you have a really good time with. And then that's it. Like, you know, like you just, you had a good time, you move on. Like it's not an ongoing experience. It's not something there's going to be DLC for. You don't have to get a season pass. It's just like a one and done kind of a thing um, that I really like. I wish there was more of those things. And I really like this one a lot. So I'm not done with it yet, but I think deliver us the moon is a really cool kind of a game and I'm digging it. I'm glad there's no, but there. Cause I feel like I thought that was leading up to no, it, but no, it's no, you're just like, no, and it's pretty good. And I'm like, yay, because as you were describing it, I was like, this is kind of my jam. I like really like this idea. And I know what you mean. There's like uh, my time in Porsche, and there's like uh, a couple games like where like, yeah, it's not one-to-one what this game is like, but there's games where it's there's challenge and there's puzzles, but you're like not like freaked out by them. Uh, would you say it's something like that where like, or are you like, can you, is there a lot of fail states in this and you can actually like fucking eat shit? No, I mean, there's a few times. I mean, I, I, a few of the save points are a little bit further apart than I would like. And for example, you know, you can run out of oxygen if you don't find like an oxygen canister in time. Or uh, there's like one part where like uh, these robots are uh, going haywire and they'll shoot you if they see you. And if you get shot like, know, it's like three times in a row or something, you'll die. But and you'll have to get reset. But it's not like it's not like you're constantly dying all the time. I mean, I feel like most players will be able to be pretty successful in this. It's not super challenging, which is good. Again, not a criticism. I don't want my games to be super rock hard all the time. Like sometimes I like to just play something and experience it 
and just go from thing to thing and just, you know, be on kind of a thrill ride. Like, I think it's a good thrill ride game that is not too challenging in a positive way, but gives you just enough to feel satisfied by. So it's a real good sweet spot. A couple other questions before we yeah, leave it. Yeah, yeah. One, the art style is good then. Or like, what is that art style? I don't know if we really... It's kind of a realistic sort of a... You just look like an astronaut, like in an astronaut suit. And everything around you is just like, you know, NASA technology. And you're in space. Mm-hmm. And you look out the window and there's like a moon. And it's all it's all fairly realistic. I mean, Okay. Yeah. And then you had mentioned that you didn't really play the whole thing because it was coming out in parts. But like, it, it it's not like broken up like that now? Or is no, it just no, no. one whole that was... game? That was just before, like they were very keen to talk about this game in every stage of development and they kept showing it and kept showing it and they kept uh, suckering us because we kept thinking the game was done and then it wasn't done. So no, no, it is finished now. It is not in parts. There's no DLC. It is, it is complete experience as of right now. Dude, I'm going to pick, I think I'm going to pick this up. It's a good game. I like it. I really like it. Plus I like sci-fi anything. I like uh, missions. I like, you know, um, I was hoping the robot would talk to me, but that's fine. Nah, sorry. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it seems really cool. And I definitely had seen the um, thumbnail with a script going by games and stuff. Uh, It also reminds me of Moon is a great movie. And if y'all haven't watched that. Moon is a great movie. Check out Moon. And also when you were talking about this one person trying to like fix everything because everything's going wrong. Uh, I was, I thought of Avenue five, which is an incredible series on HBO right now. Um, and it's like, they have a ship it's out in space. And like, if anything could go wrong, it goes wrong. And I actually like that. I like being the hero in those situations where like, you know, it's all gone to ship, but like we can make it somehow. What so, is that ship called? What is it's that called called Avenue five. And it's, it's, I think a, like a little, I don't want to say lost gem, but I don't think a lot of people know about it. I have never even heard of it. That's bizarre. I'm I think it would pair well because I'm a big um, play something, watch something in the same vein, you know? So yeah. if I watch an action movie, I'll like go play Tomb Raider. And so you could watch Avenue 5 and then go play uh, this game. I think it'd be, it would match up perfectly. Have you watched Lost in Space on Netflix? Yeah, I don't care for that. You don't like that one, really? Why not? Too family oriented? Uh, yeah, the family, and I don't have one, so you know, um, just cold, bitter man. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, I got kind of dark there for a No, it did. I know the way I said it, and I don't have one. <laughs> I used to have one, but then they got away. Whoa, that got oh, darker. Super dark. Yikes. That's just the character people I was playing <laughs> and not scene. actual information. Yes. And scene. And no, scene. Uh, yeah, without going too much of a tangent, I thought it was unbelievable where like sci-fi is supposed to be but at times it's all subjective but for me i was like eh, it it's all kind of coming together a little bit. maybe season two but i don't know it just it, right, didn't, right. it didn't hit anyway avenue five that, avenue five and and lost in space i think it, it may not be to your taste but i think it captures the same spirit of yes oh this shit keeps going wrong and we yes. keep saving ourselves by the skin of our teeth and then something else went wrong that's basically what this is if you watch the movie moon and every single thing went wrong on that base with that guy. That's what deliver us the moon. Right. Movie. This is yeah, great. Exactly. Exactly. I'll rewatch so, Moon then, and uh, I'll play this game. I love it. Great movie. So thumbs up on Deliver Us the Moon. I have not finished it, but I really like it a lot. I think it's great. Uh, now, final game of the show. This is one where Carlos Woo! and I have both played it. This is gonna be so, good. Special. <laughs> oh boy, special occasion. Now you bought this game correct mm-hmm. okay so i got a code for this game for the podcast you son I saw of a it. bitch i feel well, like i missed the boat oh, wait i missed the boat on that you one you missed the you missed the boat There's here's what happened everywhere. i saw it on psn and i'm like that looks neat my son comes in and he's like dad that looks like my kind of game please buy that for me and i'm like damn it okay fine i'll buy it for you uh and it was tw- i think it's 20 bucks 
Yep. Bought it for my son. I watched him for a few minutes, and from a little bit that I saw, it seemed okay. He seemed to be having a really good time with it for the first day. And that was when I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy this game twice. I've already bought it once. I'm not going to buy it twice. So I, I hit up the developers, and I'm like, look, I'll talk about it in the podcast if you send me code. Otherwise, I'm going to forget your game even exists. I'm not going to ever talk about it. So they're like, yeah, yeah, here's a code. So fine. I'm talking about it because they sent me a code. Thank you, Beam Team Games. Thank you for that code. And Carlos, you paid 20 bucks for it. I sure um, did. But I suspect, I suspect that our takes are going to be pretty similar in this. Would you like to tell us what this game is about, Carlos? This, it's not much to tell. Um, it's, you know, I do like the premise, and the premise is being lost on a stranded, or stranded on a lo- uh, island. <laughs> stranded on a lost island. I want to get the word lost in there, because the beginning of the game starts out like lost. You're on an airplane, it goes down, and then, yeah, now you're somewhere, and there's islands, and you've got to survive. That's yeah, it. You just wake up and that's it. You wake that's up. That's the game. A, that's the whole yeah. fucking game. Right. And that's <laughs> probably fine. Cause I mean, the, the idea is interesting. And, uh, if you want to like lose yourself and kind of escapism, that's kind of why I wanted it. I was like, I watched enough gameplay video to be like, yeah, it's, it's basic. It's not the greatest, but I want to kind of be in a little Island and try to figure it out and survive. So yeah, you start and you essentially in the very beginning, you can pick, a random island or the island that comes with which i guess essentially the structured island and it has all the things kind of in the area that you'd want them so that you can build stuff and and you're not wanting for something you kind of oh i i I don't know about that okay we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that in a minute but you you'll it seems like the starter one was something like here's generally what you would need so i was afraid to push random so i picked the starter one same i did the same right and then you arrive on a little raft uh, and as soon as you're on that raft, you realize that Jank is here. <laughs> Jank is all over, and Jank is not going to leave us. Uh, uh, by the way, we're stranded. It's called Stranded Deep, right? Stranded, uh, it, it, stranded Deep. Right? Yeah, stranded, it should be called Stranded with Jank. And <laughs> so, because essentially, you're standing up in the raft. Did you realize that? It, I, I did eventually, but I did not realize it right off the bat. Because no. I went to look down to get something when I was like arriving on the island, and you I was like, I just see my feet, and I'm standing up in the raft, which is like yeah. physically impossible. So I started the game. We'll get to the mechanics in a minute, but how I started is I knew that it was going to be tough. I just had a feeling it would be tough. So I grabbed the oar that was on the raft, and I took that with me, and I was like, I got something, you know, I got at least got something, and I just proceeded to just run out to the island. Which is small. It's like a fucking it's tiny island. Very small. It, it, I, I hesitate to call it an island even. It's right, like a, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a boulder sticking out of the ocean. Yeah, it's a little teeny landmass. Uh, and then as soon as I got out there, I got bit by a crab. And I didn't remember crabs bite. Like, I didn't know that was a thing they do. You pinch uh, with his claws? Yeah, He and, and it showed me, like, you know, that whole red blood kind of thing. Like, you've you been hurt. Damage, yeah. And I was yeah. like, fuck you, crab. And so I started fighting a crab with my oar, which I had brought. Uh, and so that's how I started the game. And then they quickly tell you the mechanics, which are look at your look, look at your uh, vitals on your watch, which I think is kind of interesting. And then it gives you kind of an idea of what you should do, like build a fire and do these certain things. But I'll let you see what your beginning was, but essentially for me, I'll say that it was weird. I was janky right away and I didn't feel like excited by anything I was looking at. I was just like, Oh, I guess this is the mechanic. I guess you could do this. I guess you could do this. And then I built a fire, built this shelter and then I saved it. And I was like, do I want to keep doing this? 
Yeah. So here's, I mean, my, I think we're on the same page here. Uh, as soon as, I mean, I'm, I like the idea. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of being on an island and then having to survive a little bit. And, and coming off of No Man's Sky, where so much of that is about gathering resources and building things, and I had fun in doing it in that game, but I think it really shows there is a very fine balance to like providing resources and requiring things of the player. Um, so what happened was, like you, as soon as the plane goes down, um, you, you're in the ocean, you're in the, the raft. I was like struggling with the raft. I was like, this is dumb. Like, how am I paddling? I couldn't, you have to be facing oh, a yeah. specific way and you can't paddle otherwise. And when you do paddle, it's like crazy. You're kind of going in circles and stuff. And I was like, I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I not paddling? Okay, fine, whatever. I get to where I'm going and then I get to the island and then, you know, the tutorials pop up. I wanted the tutorials. I wanted all the information they were going to give me. And they do walk you through the first couple things. Find a rock, find a stick, make a knife. Uh, find some leaves and make some rope. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is fine. This is this is all good. Um, but the thing is, I ran out of the necessities like immediately. So what happened was I made I made the fancy knife, uh, which needed like rope. So I had to, there was a piece of rope and I accidentally used it on something that I didn't want to combine it with and you can't get it back. So I was like, okay, that, that was my bad. I used the rope on something I shouldn't use it on. Um, although I think maybe dummy proofing a tutorial is a good thing for a developer to do, but whatever. So then I, I, I harvested the tree that gives you leaves that you can make rope out of, made the rope, made the knife, started cutting stuff. And after like five minutes, my knife broke and then I needed to make more rope and there were no more trees. Yeah. My, I had, I had gotten rid of the trees. I, I had extincted the trees on my Island and there was no more rope. And I'm like, wait, Fuck. there was no more trees. There's are little trees you can use too. Oh, dude, no, 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 no. I combed that. I mean, that oh. island is not big. Yeah, yeah I true. used up. I used up all the trees and there was no more rope to be had. And uh. I could not make any more rope because I made I made one thing accidentally. I made the shelter, which is also your save point. Yep. Bad idea. Bad idea, guys. And then I made the rope for the knife and then there was no more rope. So then I had nothing left. So I couldn't make the knife anymore. Uh, I ran around, killed a crab, made some crab meat, which is interesting because you're like, cutting a fillet out of a crab and i'm like that is 100 not how crabs work I don't oh yeah there's guys... a lot of things that are 100 now not how they yeah work in this it was game. just really funny but... um oh wait wait, so... wait when you say you kill the crab one thing i did is i went into the water and saw all the fish out there and yeah. i just hit him with sticks man i just yeah. hit him with sticks and was able to kill fish that way because that works right well i mean it kind of works but like so so i'm doing I'm on the island and like just I, the jank is real bad. I mean, you're correct. And it's not good jank. It's not cool Euro jank. It's just like really kind of broken jank because I had some sticks. I wanted to make a spear because I wanted to go spear fishing and I couldn't make the spear. It kept telling me things are in the way. You cannot make the spear. And I'm like on the beach. There's like nothing there but sand. It's like a, as flat a surface as you can find. And I couldn't make the spear. And I'm like, why? What's it's a stick. I mean, I, what do you even do? Like I, I couldn't make it. So I got kind of frustrated with that. Um, and so I just, I, uh, I wanted to make some more rope. I wanted to make some things with the rope. So I, I, I get back in the boat and I go out to a shipwreck. There's a shipwreck that I find and I get some stuff in there. Nothing usable, really nothing right off the bat. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to go to this other Island that I see. Maybe there's more of those rope trees there. It takes forever to paddle out there. It's like really boring. And like, I get it. It's a simulation, you know, you got to like, they want you to feel struggle a little bit, but man, like, don't make me paddle for like 17 minutes to get out to this other place. Like, it's just not fun to do that. Um, so I get there. None of the trees I need are there. There's like 
mysteriously nothing but pine trees on this island and <laughs> pigs like wild boars and pine trees nothing else on the island and i, I even posted a, a video of this that it's such a janky goofy game i found a pig and i had my ore and so i was hitting the pig with my ore to kill it and it took like i'm not kidding it took like 84 hits with the ore before the pig. i wasn't even sure it was going to die and i posted a video of me hunting it's the pig running in a circle with me whacking it with an ore for like half like 30 seconds straight like nothing happening yeah and i'm like oh the hunting in this game is really not fun so finally i, I got to the island killed the pig eventually after like 84 strokes um didn't have any rope so i couldn't make anything i'm like okay i'm getting really tired now this is really frustrating i want to take a break but you save your game by building a shelter and i built my shelter on my other island and yep. i didn't have any more rope so Gotta i couldn't build back. another shelter so i couldn't save my game and i was 17 minutes away from my last place and it was dark and i can't see anything because it's pitch fucking black and when the, you don't have a torch you don't have a flashlight you got nothing it's just fucking dark and i didn't want to sit on the island and wait for the sun to rise and i'm like you know what this is fucking stupid i mean saving is a basic function it's a quality of life thing do not tie saving to making resources so at that point i'm like look i'm having zero fun with this game so far i was willing to put in more effort but i mean saving is like real life bro like i might have to answer the phone i might have to help my wife with something i might need to do something for my kid i need to be able to save this game and i am stuck in a place where i literally cannot save yeah and no way in hell I'm going to go back and redo all the shit I just did, even though it wasn't much. So I'm like, forget it. I'm done. You and know I'm what? Uh, let me go into some more uh, detail because, yeah, you went into um, more of your journey. And I have more stories from that because I have something similar that happened to me when I went to another island. But to your point about um, resources, yes, you're right. Like, I think the biggest problem and where fun could have happened is if we didn't worry about resources. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, yes, it's a survival game, but like the same as you, like uh, my knife, I don't know, broke or something happened to my knife that I thought, you know, I'd spent all this time. You have to get like three levels of things just to make one thing. Yeah. So like yeah. lashlings or whatever those things are. And then those things make another thing. And then that thing is the thing you use for your knife. And so like after it was gone in some way or, die, you know, broke or something, I was like, oh, there's so many levels to get back to the base level. And I think that sucks. The other thing that sucks is... I, I enjoyed climbing the tree to get a coconut. That was actually fun. Uh, I don't know if you did that, but I climbed. I did that, yeah. Yeah. And then when I got the coconut, they're like, you can't uh, you can't carve the coconut unless you put it on the ground. And it's like, yeah. can you? Uh, and then it rolled away, and I was like, oh, fuck this game. And then, <laughs> and then after I was just fresh with resources like you, so very similar experiences, I did find a shipwreck or something. Uh, I think some of that might be random. And I found a flashlight which was cool. Oh, I never had a flashlight. Yeah. And, um, but then nothing that I really needed. Right. Like at that point, Oh yeah. Did you ever find water? I was drinking water from the coconuts and it only gave you one tiny little right. yeah. item per coconut. And I ran out of coconuts. Yep. So. so did I. So that's a big problem. Motherfuckers. This game doesn't have water. Let's put that on yeah. the box. Like, yeah. Hey, stranded deep without water. Um, so the whole time I started getting like hurt because I was like, Oh, I'm literally like, uh, dehydrated. Yeah. So I knew I was going to die. I knew it was fucking over. I decided to just see if I could push the jank further. And I just swam out into the water, you know, and seeing like if my stamina like goes and I'll just die in the water. But it, essentially, if you don't go fast, you can swim to another island. You don't need that thing at all, uh, that raft. So oh, I just, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So one of the best experiences I had, because the music's not bad in this game, um, meaning like it was pretty damn cool. 
I was swimming out, and I took a picture of this. I put it on Twitter, uh, O-N-A-W-A, and also look for your Twitter, um, Brad Galloway, no O's. Um, and we put these you know, pictures and videos up. But my picture is of like this beautiful sunset while I was swimming to another island. And it was actually very peaceful and immersive. And I was like, ooh, now this part of the game I like. But it was like not really part of the game. So I swam to the other island. And just like you, it had nothing I needed on it. It had a bunch of uh, bats. I got to did Bat you, Island. Did, did you kill one? No, I was afraid. They were making noises. It felt like they were getting my hair. <laughs> it was like, it was just freaking me the fuck out. It was nighttime and there was bats. And I was like, this is a bad experience. And obviously yeah. I know it's supposed to be survival, but not even, okay, here's my final word. If you make Bat Island or if you make a Hog Island, then make it like risk reward again, like we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. That, that you have to fight those boars because you got like four bottles of water and fucking five lashlings or whatever. But you get dick all, and then you just have to swim all the way back to your save point. Yeah, dude, totally. Like it was so a wasted not, trip. Yeah, yeah, it just felt like a lot of effort that went to nothing. I mean, that's really the thing. And I mean, it kind of it kind of relates back to No Man's Sky, right? When I first played No Man's Sky, I felt like the resources and the balance was way off. And that was one of the things that turned me off about it because I felt like I was constantly struggling for the resources you needed to stay alive. And that's not the fun part of the game. Same thing here. It's like, this is, I, I mean, I get that like if I was dropped off on a real life island, that would be very tough. I'd probably die. But we, I, this is a video game. Like it's, I just, you know, I paid 20 bucks for it uh, for my son's version. You paid 20 bucks for it. Uh, I mean, like you gotta have some fun with it. And I, I just like, running out of the basic resources right off the bat and struggling right off the bat on top of all the jank. And I'm like, man, this is, you shouldn't be running out of water so quick. Like you shouldn't run out of the, the rope that you need to make everything like so quick. Yeah. Like I, it's just, it's not that, cool. How did that raft not come with water though? Come on. You're I know. I know. I know. It's just like, I just feel like these guys had this idea and if, if the balance was better, it would be kind of a cool idea. But like, it seemed like they just got really, occupied with making a bunch of crafting trees but without really managing the balance and without making sure that it's fun you know so, they could actually patch it i feel like they could yeah, patch yeah. it just like hey guess what resources are abundant now and then get to what like whatever gate like stage two or three of this game is which i saw in the trailers and it makes you excited he's yeah. like he's like killed um you know animals and and made a little house that he likes and all these things you can do he or she uh, but this in the beginning, you can't even get there. So I could, they could yeah. potentially patch some resources. I don't know. I would agree. The the trailer is really what sold me. You're like fighting a, a kraken, and there's like sharks, and you're like diving in a wreck, and you, you there's all sorts of cool stuff happening. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of um, Ark Survival. Do you ever play Ark Survival? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ark Survival is the biggest fucking bait and switch ever because it's a survival game just like this. There's a lot of really brutal mechanics I don't like, but in the trailer, every single trailer is like yeah i got cool armor i'm riding t-rex there's like a laser on my t-rex and i'm shooting dudes and i'm doing cool stuff and now i'm flying on a pteranodon and i'm dropping bombs from a dinosaur and it's awesome okay that's like end game level shit after you're like a thousand hours into it and yeah. when you first start playing that game you get killed by like a dodo bird on the beach and you have you're starving <laughs> the sunburn kills you and like nothing fun happens and you have to be like a total masochist to get into that game i feel like that's what this game is where the balance is off. It's really not fun, but they put together a kick-ass trailer. And I like the idea of the trailer, but the reality is nowhere near what the trailer was promising. Yeah, so yeah, I feel, totally. yeah, yeah. About expectations. Again. Well, there it is. There it is, folks. All right. Uh, that was Stranded Deep from Beam Team Games. I think it's probably safe to say it. Thumbs down for both of us.
Yeah, a thumb's jank. I'm going to pick. <laughs> My broken thumb on that one. Yeah. Hopefully they patch it. I would come back to it if they patched it. But in the I might state, come I back am, to it if they yeah. patch it. I really would. Even my yeah. thumb's down jank. Like, I had a, I had one moment where I was, like, checking out the sunset. I was swimming. It felt like I was in a survival-type game, and I was like, interesting. But, yeah, then I was like, I'm yeah. out of water, and I'm why am I going to play this game? Exactly. Exactly. All right, folks, that is our coverage for this week. Jam-packed full of games. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you uh, very much for listening. Uh, uh, I on Gamesfield. Uh, oh, man. I got to fix we that. We haven't done that one either. Yeah, I fucked up the script. I apologize. It's okay. okay I am Gamesfield, do, 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 which do, is do. where I look at a, a new game I'll probably, or new games I'll be probably playing on the uh, future episodes. That's what this segment is. Uh, I just want to mention one game in it that, uh, my bad, probably should have talked about, I don't know, a month ago. And now it's a good time to talk about it because it's coming out on all platforms. Uh, I just saw it coming out, I think, on the Switch, I want to say. Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, Is that the Switch? I don't know. I, don't know. I, know, it's on, I, don't know. I think it's on more platforms now, and I think it was really originally just Steam. Um, yeah, I think it's on PS4 is what I think I saw it at. Because uh, I was like, be. oh, that's that game I played, and now it's on consoles. So, Curse of the Dead Gods. Oh, yeah. You, no, you're right. You're okay. Sorry. I, I was blanking on what game this is, but now that I'm thinking about it, yes. It is on PS4, originally on PC. I don't know about Switch, but yeah, it is going to be on um, uh, Xbox, PS4, and PC. No, I think it's it's on PS4 now. Oh, it's on PS4 now. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. yeah. Um, Because that's what came by um, when I was looking at new games. And I'm looking something up now, too. Uh, and then what's the other game that you sent me that we actually had a code for and I asked for? Uh, Darksburg or Obey Me? Obey Me. That, so I think both of those I'll talk about in the next episode because I've been playing quite a bit of Obey Me. And there's it's a very interesting game. Spoiler, cool. really uh, just, yeah, a kind of really fun game. And um, <laughs> what? What? Spoiler. It's really fun. <laughs> well, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember to say anything about any of the games before, but... I just was surprised on how long I kept playing it. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's really fun. I want to talk, tell people about it. So that excellent. And curse of the dead gods will probably be our next episode, including another game. I'm sure. Wonderful. 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 Okay. I will get the script patched up. I apologize for being so patchy this week. My bad. We'll fix that. Patch, but in the patchy. meantime, what? I think I said, you said patch twice. You got to patch up the pat. You got to patch, I'm gonna patch that patch. patch, get the extra patch out of there with a the new patch. It's going to be patched. It's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> that's it for us, folks. Thank you so much for joining us again on the So Video Games Podcast. We will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, but for now, let's talk about social media. Where can people find you, Carlos? O-N-A-W-A. That's my Twitter. Um, and let's just do that and keep it simple. Keep it simple this week. Same mm -hmm. for me. Same as always. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It is my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to us here. And we will catch you next time. But in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Real Time Goat Boat from Carlos. <laughs> what? That's the name of the episode. Real Time Goat Boat. Real Time Goat Boat. <laughs>